You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jenks, now that we have two weeks in the books in the NFL, do you feel like that's a good enough sample size to get a read on how we really think these teams are going to be for the rest of the season? Or do you think we're still living in like the overreaction stage of uh, the very early on uh, stage of the season? I think we're getting closer. I think the answer is somewhere in the middle where we're getting a feel for teams now. I need maybe another game or two, but I feel much better now. Like injuries are part of the game. Unfortunately, we saw what happened with Nick Chubb last night, or we're seeing, you know, the Bengals off to a slow start. They did that last year, but how healthy is Joe Burrow? The Cowboys look really good, particularly on defense. I think more than anything, injuries are unfortunately a big part of what we're seeing now, but there is... There is some evidence out there, like I use the Commanders as an example because they've looked really good. They're 2-0 for the first time since 2011. Sam Howell looks better than expected, I think, compared to what most national pundits thought they were going to see. But you never know. Things can go sideways quickly. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm not there completely, but I definitely am starting to get to the point where I feel a little bit more comfortable betting on the NFL. I haven't done it yet on this show. I'm still betting baseball just because of the massive amounts of data that we have. So I'm on my way. I'm on my way to crossing that threshold. I'm just not there yet. When do you think the panic starts to set in for teams that are 0-2? Like, do you think after 0-3, teams have a legitimate reason for panicking? Absolutely. No question about it. That's why I said yesterday, I believe it's what? Chargers, Vikings, and Minnesota. It's a Mm must-win game. For one of those teams, I think it's the Chargers because of the expectations. But you say, oh, it's only 0-3. 0-3 to start a season in the NFL is very, very difficult. And I need to look it up. But you can look at charts over time that will tell you, if you start 0-3 in the National Football League, it's very difficult to make the playoffs because you're going to take some losses along the way, even if you're very good. So the last thing you need is a start to the season like that. Only 0-3 yeah. team ever to make the playoffs, the 2018 Texans. Okay. One. 99 teams have started 0-3. One. That's a great stat. Thank you, Bill. That's exactly the point. So when I say must win, if you're both 0-2, I, really, it's a must win if you want to make the playoffs. Yeah, even though there will always be that one outlier that people cling to. Like I was reading up on like after the Patriots game, like some of the reactions to the Patriots season. And they said, well, there was another Patriots team that started the year 0-2. It was back in 2001. And guess what that Patriots team did? They won the Super Bowl. 
So like people will always see the one outlier. And be right. like, see, there is a chance. And it's like, nah, not with Mac Jones at the helm. Yeah. You mean when you had the greatest <laughs> quarterback of all time beginning his run on your team? You can always find one. There's always one outlier. Like, oh, I remember this one time. But on the whole, it's and also context matters. If you're the Patriots, imagine trying to do this in that division. Do you know what I mean? If this were the NFC South, I'd be like, you can still do it. You got a shot here. In that division, I don't think so. Yeah, no. Tough, probably one of the tougher divisions in football. And also coming out of the AFC in general is an absolute gauntlet. So we'll see about the Patriots. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but hey, they will not. there is a chance. There's a chance. I'll <laughs> so say it right now. I'll say it right now. The New England Patriots will not win the Super Bowl. I will call that. You can, if you want to save that, go for it. I'm not sweating it. They ain't winning the Super Bowl. This is a bad football Ooh, team. Ooh. Move good. over, Skip Bayless. Ooh, hot, take, hot take. Hot take. See hot you on the take. show. You want another one? I don't like the Colorado Rockies at all in the postseason. No chance for these guys. That's what I say. Woo, man. Somebody needs to come in here and debate me immediately. Well, the Rockies, I believe, have been statistically eliminated. So they I have. think that take Correct. is officially safe. All right, so what about our takes for week three in the NFL? We're going to give you our first look at the slate, and this is something that you should be doing yourself, whether it's Monday, whether it's Tuesday, because sometimes you can jump on these lines before they move. And even if you don't bet on these lines, you need to be aware of which way the line moves, and that will give you some good insights into which direction that the public or even the Sharps are leaning so good information to know this is why we do this here on the daily tip so let's start off with thursday night football we've got the giants squaring off with the 49ers uh, a big spread here is the niners laying 10 and a half we've got a total of 45 and we know the big news from the giants is number one they suck and number two saquon barkley expected to miss three weeks with an ankle injury do not come at me and say, well, Chelsea, they had a come from behind win against the Arizona Cardinals. Congratulations. You beat a right. team that's trying to tank this season. Yes, the Giants still suck. So do they suck bad enough for you to lay 10 and a half points with the 49ers in prime time? I can't do it. I don't want to bet this game, but double digit spreads in the National mm -mm. Football League. And also this goes to show the difference in sample size. Let's break down the Giants just a little more, right? I feel like this is something that Ed Egros would do because he's really into the numbers. The Giants have played eight quarters, right? If you look at six quarters, you'd say, this is a terrible football team. This is a, are they going to score? Oh, my God, shut up by the Cowboys. They can lose the Cardinals. Then in two quarters of play, completely different football team. Completely different. I understand Arizona is bad, but it just goes to show that I, I got a text from a friend of mine in the first half of that Cardinals game that said, oh, my God, how bad are the Giants? Well, they won. So I don't think the Giants are great, but it just goes to show how quickly things can turn early in the season. I am not comfortable laying a double-digit spread on a short week, even with a much better team, even though the Giants don't have Saquon Barkley. I won't play it, but I'm not laying 10 and a half. Yeah, it's a non-starter for me. There are other ways to play this game other than the spread. Ten and a mm -hmm. half is not appealing to me. It doesn't matter how dominant one team looks and how terrible the other team looks. I'm not laying ten and a half in the NFL. And I love that you equated yourself with Ed Egros, who is a statistics professor at Pepperdine, by Correct. saying 
you know what eight minus two is it's six genius Ooh, nailed it genius ed if you need a ta someone to do the simple math because you're too smart for that let the old this guy handle it oh let me oh so let me get this straight ed 40 people in your class you've had three people transfer drop out hmm hold on it's 37 31. you know let me take care <laughs> of it buddy you handle the heavy stuff you want you want a coffee i'll get you a coffee 37 is what i came up with i'd be perfect for that you got to have a balance there yeah they call you the calculator the human <laughs> they calculator. sure do the abacus. but you only have a couple you only have like a couple of digits like you can only go up to a certain amount yeah three it's like anything under 100 i'm good but like in the thousands nah you're gonna have to get yeah. a real calculator let's keep it in <laughs> and let's keep it in double digits if you go past 99 then that it doesn't work on my calculator it doesn't and it barely works anyway doesn't work on my calculator this is my calculator which is right here in front of my brain yeah <laughs> My calculator, aka my fingers. Uh, if I can do it on my fingers, that is the math that I enjoy doing. Or multiples of seven, because that's the only math that I'm like really great at. Because you watch football and you know your tables of that's seven. That's true. A great learning experience. So going back to this game, what about a total here? We've seen primetime unders really be the play. This one is not below 40 because that's when I start to get nervous is when mm -hmm. it's below 40 because you can see a really low scoring game yeah. and it still hits the over kind of like that Steelers game. Uh, what about a primetime under for your liking here? I would feel much better about an under for sure because I feel like the Niners will score a lot and the Giants won't, which goes against what I just said. But still, a short week, a games on short weeks – I tend to like a team who is coming off a short week and fading them against a team who's had a longer time to prepare. But here, it's the same, so that's not really a factor. But I will say, if both teams are a little bit tired and more banged up, every extra day matters in the NFL. That's something that would go into my handicap as well, plus that primetime trend. Yeah, I'd go under 45. I think so as well, especially when there's blowout potential. I need to look this up, but I believe there is some kind of trend when it comes to double-digit favorites and the under-hitting. Because mm. think about it. If it's a blowout, your foot's going to be off the gas pedal. You're just kind of relaxing and running the ball for the second half of the game. I think maybe that's a way to do it, especially since now we are seeing healthier totals of 45. Because we saw a trend in the first uh, week of the NFL where unders were super hot. I believe they went 11-4. and four. Then the following week, because the uh, the totals got so adjusted to where we saw a ton of totals in the 30s, mm -hmm. then the overs were red hot. So maybe this week is when we see the totals sitting at normal numbers that can be bettable uh, if you are playing under. So let's look at the rest of the slate for week three. Jenks, when you see these lines, are there any that catch your eye? Hmm. Let me take a look here. Yeah, there is a line I like a lot, and that is Patriots minus three visiting the Jets. The spread has gone in the direction I like, open at Patriots minus two and a half. Here's the thing. I said this yesterday. Sometimes you have to separate your heart from your head. And my heart says, Zach Wilson, you like a good MILF just like any other red-blooded American. Good for you, buddy. You were drafted high. It seems like you, you wanted to learn under Aaron Rodgers. Your teammates are trying to console you. I am rooting for you. My heart says, come on, kid. You got it. My head says, you're not ready for the Patriots defense. 
They're just not. That's the one thing the Patriots can do well. Give Bill Belichick a chance to scheme against Zach Wilson and the Patriots are in an 0-2 hole. Desperate team. I don't care if it's on the road. With a very good defense, it's the only thing New England does well, trying to stop Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson was picked off three times last week. So only touchdown was basically throwing a slant to Garrett Wilson where he took it to the house. Didn't take a lot of effort. I know the Cowboys defense is salty. I like the Patriots slaying the field goal. I like this because I think this is a better matchup for the Patriots. When the Patriots face a team that doesn't have uh, an offense that's like off the charts charts talented, Mm -hmm. I think this is a matchup that the Patriots can win because their defense is actually pretty solid. We've seen it in the first two games of the season where the Patriots are very good at making quarterbacks or opposing quarterbacks, Mm -hmm. I should say, look way less better than we've seen him because Mm -hmm. in the first game of the season against the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, one of the favorites to win MVP, 22 of 33, only 170 yards and only one touchdown. Then the next game, Tua Tungavailoa, who is coming off, what, a 466-yard performance the last time around against the Chargers, 21 of 30, 249 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So how do you think the numbers will change for Zach Wilson? So if you look at his numbers before, do you think they're going to be better against the Patriots? Probably not. I will give... I will give Zach Wilson this. He has faced two very tough defenses. Yes. Like, nobody goes against the Cowboys' defense and says, oh, well, what an easy matchup. Mm -hmm. No, Micah Parsons is an absolute game changer. But I do think that this spells trouble for Zach Wilson. Even though it is a home game, I do think this is a very desperate game for the Patriots and Bill Belichick, but could be even on the hot seat. So I think your spot on there and i do think that you probably should bet this one before it moves to three and a half now of course i've got my teaser coming up later uh but there were a couple games that kind of caught my eye do we think the packers are good enough to be laying two against the saints like i have this in my teaser because i definitely think the saints can keep it within Mm -hmm. you know nine points here but what is your early read on the packers because i think that's a team that i'm still a little undecided on I am coming around to the idea that Jordan Love might be pretty good. I haven't decided it yet, but I'll say this, is that I was not a Jordan Love guy, and I said, I've said i said numerous times, I don't think he's the answer. I don't think he's going to be any good. And I don't know if he's going to blow the doors off in Green Bay, but the early returns are that he's been better than expected. And also, the Saints have been unimpressive to me in many ways. I knew their defense was going to be good. That's what Dennis Allen does. But bringing in Derek Carr with the guys he has around him, I'm stunned the Saints have looked so bad offensively. Jordan Love has surprised me, Chelsea. I I, I kind of like the Packers here. I also think that you need to factor in that it is a shorter week for the Saints, and I think that is built into the number. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think maybe Derek Carr <laughs> has something left in him. And then the trap line of the week Chargers minus one against the Vikings. Oh, don't you hmm. know it. Hmm. Something smells a little fishy to me. We'll have to do some further examination on that one. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.